G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Wednesday rolls around quickly and it's our opportunity to check on those breaking news headlines this week out of Israel and more broadly across the Middle East. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines once again. Back with us. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's start with a pretty serious headline. And uh, given that Christmas is not that far off in the minds of listeners, uh, the town of Bethlehem, well, Bethlehem's Christians facing extinction. What are the headlines saying? Seventy years ago, a significant number of Christians called Bethlehem their home, with the population of the West Bank City and surrounding villages nearly 90% Christian. In 2016, the then mayor of Bethlehem, Vera Babon, warned that that figure had dropped to 12%, or a mere 11,000 people. Across the Palestinian Authority-administered West Bank, there are reported to be fewer than 50,000 Christians remaining, while in Gaza, which is ruled by the US-designated terror group Hamas, only 1,100 Christians are left. The crisis facing Christians in the Holy Land has not gone unnoticed. The global Christian charity Open Doors puts it down to Islamic oppression. Warning that Christians were leaving the West Bank in droves, the charity revealed that Islamic extremist militants were leaving Christians in fear of attacks and said the situation was even more perilous for converts to the religion who face even worse brutality. Another international non-profit, The Voice of Martyrs, which defends the rights of persecuted Christians, has collated numerous accounts of appalling torture meted out by the Palestinian Authority on its Christian minority. One such testimony is that of Saif, a Christian convert from Islam who lives near Bethlehem. He described how often being labelled a Zionist infidel by the Muslim choir over the mosque loudspeaker he was summoned to the local police station. For weeks he endured horrific torture, included being hung upside down for hours on end, threats of crucifixion and violent interrogations. In the Gaza Strip, the situation for Christians is even bleaker under the rule of the Islamic group Hamas. In 2019, a UK Commission report laid bare the scale of the problem. It said in countries such as Algeria... Egypt, Iran, Iraq, Syria and Saudi Arabia, the situation of Christians and other minorities has reached an alarming stage. The agency Honest Reporting has detailed approximately one million Jewish residents of Arab countries were forced to flee their homes following the rejection by Palestinian and Arab leaders of the 1947 UN partition plan. Christians living under Palestinian rule and in the region as a whole now face the same future. What stands out in this report for me is the relative freedom Christians enjoy in Israel. It's not a pretty picture to paint, is it, to talk about those tensions. 
There's a similar geography in the next headline. The West Bank simmers as Israeli army operations increase. What's this one about? At least 87 Palestinians have been killed in the West Bank this year in nightly raids carried out by Israeli security forces in cities, towns and villages, making it the deadliest year since 2016. Almost every night the IDF conducts military operations throughout the West Bank. Some of those raids have turned deadly, with several Palestinians killed in shootouts and scores more arrested. Israel has said that its military is carrying out these operations to bring an end to the rising Palestinian attacks on Jews in the West Bank. Some Israeli military analysts consider the explosive West Bank arena more worrying than the Iranian file and threats from Hezbollah's Hazan Nasrallah. Palestinian political analyst Adel Shadid told the media line that the prestige and respect of the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank has been eroded. Israel operates in Nablus, Janine and other places in the West Bank and does not take into account the Palestinian Authority or the international community, he said. Shadid argues that Israel's continuous incursions into the West Bank carries with it a message to the Palestinians. It says that if force is used, the Palestinians will pay the price. Israel wants the Palestinians to reach the conviction that the project of resistance is a very expensive project, he said. And staying with issues around Israel and Palestinians, uh, because Palestinians are uh, very unfavourable to their own people being friendly with Israel, uh, let's talk about a headline says Hamas has executed five Palestinians, two for collaborating with Israel. What's this story? Yes, five Palestinians were executed in Hamas ruled Gaza Strip. Two had been found guilty of collaboration with Israel and three had been convicted of murder. A statement published by the Hamas-controlled Ministry of Interior said the two men were executed by firing squad and three by hanging, and the statement did not identify the men by name. Death sentence is supposed to be approved by the Palestinian Authority president in accordance with Palestinian law. But Hamas, which has been controlling the Gaza Strip since 2007, has carried out these executions in the past without seeking that approval. The Ministry of Interior said one of the deceased, a 44-year-old resident of Gaza City, was arrested in 2009 on charges of communicating with hostile foreign parties and working for Israeli intelligence since 2001. According to the ministry, the man provided Israel with information that led to the killing of Palestinians. The second man accused of collaboration with Israel was a 54-year-old resident of Khan Yunus. Hamas claimed that he was arrested in February 2015 and was recruited as an informant for Israel in 1991. He was accused of providing Israel security forces with information about members of Hamas and other armed groups. The Gaza-based Al-Mazon Center for Human Rights said that since the beginning of this year, 15 Palestinians have been sentenced to death by Hamas. Uh, Ron, let's turn our attention to a headline that says, A Turkish warship docks in Haifa, the first for over a decade. Uh, what's, is this a good story or not? 
Well, you never know with these guys. You can't trust them. A Turkish warship anchored in Hyperport for the first time in more than a decade as part of a NATO patrol in the region. The TSG Camel Race, a barbarous class frigate, docked in the northern port along with the USS Forrest Sherman, an American-guided missile destroyer. The docking is part of Israel's cooperation with the support of NATO, the IDF said. Ankara and Jerusalem for years had close ties in the defence industry, including in security cooperation, intelligence sharing and military training. In addition, Turkey used to be one of Israel's primary arms customers, with Israeli firms upgrading Turkish M60 tanks and F4E planes. Israeli firms also supplied Turkey with armed Iran drones, electronic reconnaissance and surveillance systems, and advanced missile systems and smart ammunition. The two countries also used to participate in annual joint Navy and Air Force drills. But following the downgrading of ties, Israel turned instead to Turkey's adversaries, Greece and the Republic of Cyprus, for military exercises. I'm not sure it'll be a long-term dance. Okay. And we usually end on a positive note. Uh, Ron, after 125 years, the first Zionist Congress still matters. Uh, What's this one about? Over 1,300 Jewish leaders from around the world gathered in Basel, Switzerland, to mark the 125th anniversary of the first Zionist Congress. The event convened in 1897 by Theodore Herzl that led to the establishment of the State of Israel. The guests of honour at the event were Israel's President Herzog and his wife Mikal. The Israeli President gave the keynote address at the 125th anniversary celebration of the First Congress, part of his official visit to the Swiss Confederation, which began last Monday. Some 208 delegates from 16 countries participated in the first congress held in the Basel Casino, where the commemorative event also is being held. The first congress approved the Basel plan, which stated, Zionism seeks to establish a home for the Jewish people in Palestine, secured under public law. The plan defined the goals and principles of the Zionist movement, including the settlement of Jews working in agriculture, the arts and trade, and the strengthening of their Jewish consciousness. It also adopted the song Hatikva, or the Hope, as its anthem, which later became the national anthem of the State of Israel. Herschel wrote in his diary following that first Congress 125 years ago, were I to sum up the Bazel Conference in a word, which I shall guard against pronouncing publicly, it would be this. At Bethel, I founded the Jewish state. If I said this out loud today, I'd be greeted by universal laughter. In five years, perhaps, and certainly in 50 years, everyone will understand it. And today, certainly they would. Well, it certainly was very historic. Uh, 125 years ago, as you say. Uh, Ron, wonderful to get across those headlines. Thanks so much for scouring those overnight and bringing us those today. Ron, thanks for being with us once again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 